Olympic bid from Milan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Last week, Milan and the region around the northern Italian metropolis played host to the IOC Evaluation Commission for the 2026 Olympics. Milan is one of two bidders for those games, Stockholm, Sweden, the other contender, which welcomed the IOC last month. Around the Rings reporter Brian Pinelli is one of the world's top experts on the Winter Olympics, as you would expect from a member of the Around the Rings staff. He spent the better part of a week following the IOC commission, which ended its visit April 6th. And just as we did in March when the IOC wrapped up its visit to Stockholm, it's time right now to get Brian's impression of how the Italian bid fared during the IOC visit last week. How did it go, Brian? Well, I, I would say, Ed, you know, there's definitely been, and, and obviously Milan here on, on the back end the, the past couple of days, but starting off this IOC Evaluation Commission visit, actually in Venezia, it seems like a long time ago, um, there definitely has been a lot of travel. Uh, you know, the time spent uh, checking out the different mountain venues in the Lombardy region, of course, first Cortina d'Ampezzo, uh, you know, beautiful scenery. Obviously, these are well-established, you know, mountain resorts that have had, you know, World Cup Alpine and World Cup Nordic uh, events. So, you know, no problem there. I, I think the biggest concern, and, and you can look at it two ways. It can be an enjoyable to spend some time on these, you know, mountainous roads if the weather's nice and the scenery. But nevertheless, if you look at the four venue clusters, and, you know, Octavian Moriario. And That's the head of the IOC Evaluation Commission. Yeah. And, of course, Giovanni Malago, our Italian NOC president, you know, both admit there's there's been a lot of travel involved, but they crammed a lot in. Uh, the venues are fantastic. You know, really, the only venues that need to be built are a speed skating oval in the Val de Femme cl- uh, cluster where Nordic skiing will be. And they need to build a primary hockey arena. Uh, I believe it will be called the Pala Italia in Milano. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been a good, productive trip. Just, uh, you know, a lot of time on the road. So, uh, you know, if you're enjoying the Italian scenery and you're not in a rush, then, uh, you know, not, not too bad, Ed. Now, you were in Stockholm a couple of weeks ago to take a look at, at, at that bid, which also requires a bit of traveling venues are spread out across Sweden. Um, is there any comparison that you can make there as far as the, the distances go or the spread between the venues? Yeah, I think so. You know, when, when the IOC ultimately looks at these two bids uh, and, uh, you know, I guess taking advantage, obviously, as we talk about all the time, the Olympic agenda 2020 reforms and, and the new norm, you know, that the, the primary objective is to use pre-existing venues. So great, we're going to use pre-existing venues. I guess the only downfall depend upon, you know, depending on how you look at it is they are very spread out. So to answer your question, yeah, I, I think it's quite similar in the fact that, you know, RE Sweden, the Alpine and Freestyle Resort there in, in, in northern Sweden is uh, an hour flight and about a 60 minute drive from Stockholm. So, uh, you know, and we, we can get into this more, but obviously this this will pose some challenges. I mean, for example, you know, the opening ceremonies in Stockholm or Milano, and uh, I'm being told there there is a solution they're working out this afternoon that hopefully they'll reveal to us today. 
but how do you get athletes from from three different clusters here in you know in Italy where you have a three, four, five hour drive from Cortina to the opening ceremony and get them back. So I think that's one of the biggest problems. And at the end of the day, the only events you have in Milano, right? Fantastic, second largest city in Italy, right? You know, large population is ice hockey, figure skating, and short track speed skating. Well, that's only about 25, you know, roughly 25% of the total athletes that, you know, potentially will be coming here. And as far as the venues go, um, are the the ski venue set? Is the sliding venue set? What kind of you mentioned the arenas that have to be built for for speed skating and for hockey? Everything else exists. Uh, yes and no. I mean, let's let's the you know the men's alpine in Bormio proven ski resort that's had the world championships and you know world cup and it's one of the toughest downhills on the circuit that some even compare to kitzbühel austria so fantastic there uh you know tech events also no problem on the ladies side cortina d'ampezzo right they come there every year for for world cup skiing it is a nice course beautiful course all the ladies like it you know michaela schifrin and Lindsay vaughn and sophia goja they all rage about it so so no problem there the bobsled track is actually one of the most interesting projects that you know we talked about and, and wrote about the other day. Uh, such tradition and history in the sport, right? And it's only a few countries, Italy, Germany, and um, the bobsled track here, which obviously was used during the 1956 Olympics and dates back to the 1920s, Ed. Well, it hasn't been used since 2008. So, you know, the proposal's on the table, and it's a, a big project, obviously, of the, the Cortina mayor, uh, John Pietro Gadina, and it's, a, you know, it's a 40 million euro project. And apparently, supposedly, I should say, maybe the IOC suggested to use pre-existing tracks in either San Moritz, which is, you know, pretty close to Bormio. But in Switzerland... Right. In Switzerland. Yeah, sure. Or even Innsbruck. But I, but I think there's a lot of pride and, you know, maybe you'd say some politics, too, that Cortina's rich history and, you know, the legendary Olympian Eugenio Monti, who was honored by the IOC for being one of the best sportsmen in the history of the Olympics. You know, they want to rebuild this track. And they also claim there'll be a legacy there that sliding is, you know, popular enough in, in, in northern Italy. And, um, you know, there's such a tradition that you know, clubs and schools and, you know, tourist rides will be done. So fair enough. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool venue. I covered World Cup there many years ago. And, uh, you know, it's just one of these classic venues in a sport that, you know, not too many countries around the world truly appreciate. So, you know, so, so that's, a, that's a challenge, but they're looking forward to it. And, you know, the IOC says that also under Olympic Agenda 2020, we need to, uh, you know, we really need to listen to the city's needs. We really need to respond to the community's needs. And I think that's what, you know, that's the case here with the with the bobsled track in, in Cortina. Do you get any sense of how the public in Italy feels about the Olympic bid and their enthusiasm for a Winter Olympics in Milan? You know, in, in, in such a big bustling and you know entertaining and, and cultural city like milan um sure there's you know plenty of skiers but you know it, it, it's hard to gauge it's hard to gauge you know we've been busy here haven't talked to enough of you know the locals but uh um you know there is a lot of signage uh there is a good amount of promotion uh there's been a huge following by the italian media 
considerably more, much more media covering um, this evaluation commission visit than, than in Stockholm, which was extremely low key. So, you know, the, the media is on top of it. Uh, we're, we're set to find out what percentage of Italy supports the bid. They haven't revealed that yet, but, uh, but we'll know that in the coming days. So maybe we'll have a better idea. And a indication of support today from the Italian government. Yeah, big news today. Uh, they've been telling us for the past couple of days. And we're saying we're saying today, but this is actually uh, Friday, April fifth, that this uh, this um, um, word came down from the Italian government. Yeah, absolutely. They've been talking about it for days. And right, Ed, you never you never know what Italian governments, if I, if I can uh, if I can say that. But today, Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conti he gave the official guarantee, uh, signing an official letter which was delivered to Mr. Moriario and the IOC Evaluation Commission on, on, on Friday afternoon. Uh, it was presented by Under Secretary of State Giancarlo Giorgetti and, uh, you know, guaranteeing apparently 415 million euro for security for the game. So obviously that was something that was needed. Uh, obviously it's the biggest news of, of, of Friday. And, um, you know, probably probably a relief for for the IOC and, and, and a big step forward for this Milano Cortina bid. Does it end the question of whether the Italian government is the, the national government is supporting the uh, the Milan bid? Well, uh, whether it's a 100 percent guarantee, uh, you know, that that is a question that some have posed. But nevertheless, you know, for the security and safety, um, you know, as far as funding, it still doesn't appear that the, the federal government will fund, uh, you know, fund venues, fund, uh, uh, you know, infrastructure. But um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, something that's needed. And, and let's see from from here in if, uh, uh, you know, if they express more interest, more support in the lead up to uh, to the election there in Lausanne on June 24th. Any any infrastructure projects that are needed that are that are not specifically a sports project, but still would be needed or nice to have in order to have the Olympics in 2026? I would say nice to have, not necessarily needed. I spoke to uh, the head of the, the Lombardi region, uh, Antonio Rossi, who is actually also an Olympian, uh, an Olympic gold medalist, I should say, in sprint canoe. Uh, he says, yeah, ro roads are being improved from Milano to Bormio, which is about a four or five hour trip up there to the north to the mountains. And, uh, you know, you think again, if athletes and, and this is a question that needs to be answered to it. If, if athletes from Bormio or Lavinio, which, again, is about a four to five hour drive north of Milano, you know, they're, they're saying that the medal ceremony will, will be down in Milano. Well, not sure how that works if a downhill skier wins a gold medal and he has to go down to Bormio and then, you know, <laughs> then get back and have training or, or racing the next day. So that's another question. But just to continue um, your answer, uh, Mr. Rossi said, yes, they are improving roads. They said this is, you know, ongoing all the time, not just because of the Olympics, obviously, because there's, you know, major ski tourism in that area. And, you know, there are definitely some steep, windy, uh, you know, roads up different passes between Bormio and Lavigno and obviously, you know, into Switzerland. But, um, you know, th this is stuff they do all the time just because of ski tourism. So it's probably more of a, you know, let, let's make it better as opposed to we need this for the Olympic Games. And what kind of team does the uh, 
does the Italian bid uh, present? Who's who's running the bid? Uh, who's involved? And uh, what were they? Uh, what were they? How were, how did they handle the past week? Well, you know, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but I think, you know, Giovanni Malago is is a great leader elected to the IOC there in, in Buenos Aires, of course, last year. And he just commands attention. He's, uh, you know, he has a great presence, uh, a fantastic sense of humor. You know, he, he embraces the media. I think he embraces his team, uh, which, you know, actually are quite quite a few politicians, uh, you know, obviously other sport leaders, uh, Ivo Ferriani, of course, IOC member and president of the, the Bobsleigh Skeleton Federation was, was there today. Uh, Mario Piscanti as well. But, um, you know, the people working for Mr. Malago, in, including having spoken to some of the athletes, you know, a lot, a lot of respect there. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a strong, dedicated, and I guess the word that's used the most around here by, by the IOC commission and pretty much everyone else is the passion that, you know, Italy, maybe this isn't a big surprise, but but this team really really brings the passion. They 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 really seem to want this, and um, you know there's there's plenty of commitment there, and and obviously respect and uh, hard work under Mr. Malago. And after a visit to Stockholm, after a visit to Milan, is it possible to pick a front runner? <laughs> Put me on the spot here, Ed. Huh? Put me on the spot and challenge me. I think it's a close race right now. I, I really do. I, I think in some way the, the you know the bid plans are are very similar. Hey, we're going to have travel times. We're going to have distances. We we need to figure this out. It's it's going to be different than you know most previous Winter Olympics. Um, you know we're we're using venues. Hey, we're going potentially to Segolda Latvia for for bobsleigh in, in in the Swedish bid. You know, so there's definitely some peculiarities and uh, you know some I think new and added twists. But it, but you know what? Maybe both these bids are in, in the same boat, and the IOC, uh, you know, ha, has to choose uh, uh, between the two, not not based upon this, because it's uh, you know it's something they both offer for better or worse. So the the uh, evaluation commission has done its work. It uh, meets for um, a few days in Lausanne to compile a report. Any any clues from the IOC as to how they felt about this visit to Milan? You know, I, I think it was a positive visit for them. Uh, you know, I don't keep getting back to Malago, but he said uh, he's not the judge to, to, to assess at this point how they'll be evaluated. But, you know, he said he had positive vibes. He has a very good feeling. Uh, Mr. Moriario, you know, he's pretty cautious with his words. Um, you know, uh, you don't get anything too much out of him that, that you might not expect. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, very respectful and, and thankful and, uh, you know, praising the Italians for, for their hospitality and their, their hard work and dedication and, and of course, passion. So, um, you know, it seems that everything has gone well. Uh, behind the scenes, of course, we never know 100% what's going on because there's definitely, you know, some, some quirks to figure out. And again, mostly with this uh, opening ceremony in Milan and, you know, 75% of your athletes uh uh, you know, two, three, four hours away from, uh, you know, from, from the primary city. All right. Well, Brian Pinelli, ciao, arrivederci, grazie for the visit to, uh, to, uh, to Italy for us this week. Grazie mille, Mr. Hula. We'll have a pizza in your, uh, in your honor tonight. I wish I could be there to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's Around the Rings reporter Brian Pinelli reporting for ATR from Milan, where he's been covering the visit of the IOC Evaluation Commission for the 2026 Winter Olympics. In March, he reported from Stockholm, the other city in the race for the Games. The IOC will make a choice between the two cities June 24th. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Your best source of news about the Olympics is aroundtherings.com.